welcome to the Waste Not Want Not podcast. I'm Philippa Ross, human ecologist, enthusiologist, author and energy healer, bringing you inspirational interviews and tips to rebuild our relationship with nature, revitalizing our natural resources by minimizing waste and maximizing human potential. I trust you'll discover seeds of hope for a vibrant future that you can cultivate and transform to suit your own lifestyle so we can collectively create a world where reverence for the diversity of all life is honoured. You can find the show notes and lots more at philipparos.com. Welcome to episode four. My tips for today include making your own furniture polish, getting rid of bad odour in your fridge and a way to ward off mozzies. First, the furniture polish. I actually made some of this myself and it really comes up, makes your furniture look beautiful. Just get two thirds of a cup of beeswax and melt it in a double boiler. And then add three cups of olive oil and mix it together. Pour it into a mason jar and allow it to cool for a couple of hours and it's ready for use. If you want a slight aroma, then just put a few drops of your favorite essential oils into it. Now here's a simple solution for a stinky fridge or freezer, is to get a couple of bowls of used or fresh ground coffee and put them inside and leave it overnight, et voila. And the last one today is an insect repellent to ward off mozzies. Just moisten a cloth with white wine vinegar and rub it on exposed areas of skin. Great for if you're going out tramping and things and then you won't get eaten to pieces. My focus today is on a very special small insect that plays a huge part in pollinating plant life, which actually sustains our entire ecosystem. Here's some fascinating facts about bees. They can be found on every continent except Antarctica. The medicinal benefits of honey has been known for centuries. It contains antibacterial, antifungal and antioxidant properties. And just a few things that these sacred substances can do is alleviate allergies, soothe burns and sore throats, improve memory and especially good for solving menopausal and digestive issues. Bees move in a specific way when they communicate. There was a study done by researchers at Sussex University um, who noticed the, the bees moving fast a side-to-side motion and it was their way of informing their fellow nestmates where to go to find the best source of food. They nicknamed this movement the Waggle Dance. Now I guess today is Dr Isaac Flitter who became so enchanted by these creatures when he started exploring the social dynamics and infrastructure of bee colonies that he chose to change his career from a product designer and become a self-professed happy beekeeper. Welcome to the show, Hi. Isaac. Lovely to have you with me. How are you? Thank you. I'm good, thank you. I can see you're sitting in the great outdoors, which is very um, apt for a beekeeper, no doubt. So how does someone who um, designs products actually get into beekeeping, by the way? <laughs> oh, uh, Cut a long story short, I was approached by someone, by some beekeepers up north here to design an eco beehive that sustained the temperature throughout the seasons. And uh, so I was working on it. Like if I'm designing something for you, I have to understand you to, to right. make anything from yeah. a, a table to a chair to sunglasses. So for me, I had no prior knowledge on the bees. Uh, 
So I had to study them. I had to get closer to them. To be closer to them, I tried to go with other beekeepers. That was fine. Uh, you have few pointers. You have few things. But man, the moment I start to understand them, they just just stole my life completely. How? But even 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 I will come to the I'll come to that part in a minute. Uh, I found them fascinating. I did not know. When you think about uh, nearly 80% of the food we eat, it's basically if we didn't have bees, we can't have them, all right? Really? So our whole ecosystem that exists, if you didn't have bees, they are the main pollen. Bees are not only honey. Bees, right. honestly, they, yeah, all, you, all, the, all the fruits you like, like blueberries, strawberries, name them, they all need bees, apples, a lot of other vegetables as well. Some of the some of the fruits they need hundred percent pollination. Some of them eighty percent. Some of them fifty percent. But it's still nearly eighty percent. That's including milk. So right. it's a huge part of our entire ecosystem. It, I, I don't think we can survive longer without them. Uh, as simple as that. Yeah. Well, uh, so uh, unless if you go, unless if you go into uh, the the you know the modified food type you know the, the the one that exists probably in north america and slowly creeping into europe and probably to new zealand at some stage but yeah if we didn't have bees that would be that would be a huge issue so was it that aspect of it that actually grabbed your heart um and changed your entire profession uh, no actually it's not it's not just there that 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 was that was an understanding where you can, a lot of other beekeepers will tell you that. I was always fascinated by the neuro, uh, the way we think. Yeah. Like the simplicity we think. Uh, I was always fascinated. You know, when we, we have food, we yeah. cook potato, we cook meat, we, we have a beautiful recipes globally, and we have no idea where this originated and no. how this started. There's no records at all. And I really believe that our ancestors, the, the cavemen, our ancestors, they actually, they use their brain more than we are using it at the moment. Their, their neurotransmitters, if we have billion neuros in our brain, they probably use about 20% of it. We now, we're using only 5% of it. So you can imagine, when I saw the bees and the way they interact, the way they socially uh, interact between one another and their communication skills in terms of vibration, heat, communication through distances, man, it's so like opened my eyes to something I had no idea existed before. Bees have a few hundred neuros. I really believe they use 100% of them. And their survival instinct, this is what kept them, and it will keep them way after we destroy ourselves or the, our, we destroy our environment. They will right. exist. I believe, I believe they existed before us and they will exist well after us because their survival, their survival cells has not changed. We change as a human being. The moment we had, we had, food, we had the roof over our head, food on our table, we gave up survival skills. Yeah, I'm with we you. Become, we, we wanted to just reproduce. So our, the whole being changed. And also what changes, 
is our what makes us as a human, which is the, the, those five senses. We lost, we diminished our five senses, all of them diminished completely. Our sense of smell, we don't smell the same as our ancestors. So you can imagine the neurotransmitters for smelling just diminishes, just died. Uh, we don't, we don't, we don't smell. We don't, we can't see. We all of us growing, you know, with glasses, and we have to wear that. Uh, the taste, we lost the taste. This is why I think all the food has been created, thank God, before we existed. Our ancestors created that because we have no idea how they, you know, when you see the olives, how did he manage to find out the olives you can press it and have olive oil? Or you marinate it and you have olives. Yeah. Even potatoes, uh, I, I, I could not find any origins of that. And, and uh, when he said about the importance of these or the impact on me is questioning, started to question things. I really didn't, didn't have a chance to think about them. And another third point with the bees, I've, I used to have a stressful life in terms of my old job. Uh, right. And what I, what I found out every time I'll go to the bees, all the pressure, all the deadlines, everything that I had pre-going to the bees, it totally disappeared the moment I opened the hive. It's like 100% meditation. Is that because you're in the same um vibration as the bees or the power of the vibration that they're actually emitting will affect you i i i probably probably there's an energy uh, uh between but i think all beekeepers no matter who they are they benefit from that 100 percent meditation means all the other issue that's fog your head your brain yeah, totally disappear. The moment you leave the hive, you honestly feel the buzz with you, and you almost like you're feeling like new, being 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 born again. So every time, and it become like an addiction. You want to see the bees all the time because oh, it's wow. like you really wanted to see the bees, and that's what makes it. I, I I I didn't have access to that. I didn't know how to meditate. Even now, I'm trying to meditate, but meditating with bees. If that meditation, meditating with bees means I can block wherever I had the worry, money, love, doesn't matter, stress of work. The moment you go to the bees, they all completely disappear. Is that because or, you're 100% present with them? I absolutely. It's, it's, it's exactly that, which is being in that moment. Yeah. This is the only... But the, the the successful meditation, it's being in the present. Yeah. The being how you have to be in the present with them. You can't you can't wander off. You can't think about something in the future. You can't think about something in the past. You really have to attend in that particular task of working with them. Otherwise, they will they will they will buzz you. <laughs> <laughs> They will, they will put you right, all right? So you better listen. You, you better listen, actually, because there's a lot of listening done there, and there's a lot of observations to it. So observation, listening is part of the designer thing, so it becomes like natural for me to, to, to understand them just by looking at them, just right. by listening to them, just by 
almost like feeling them. Almost like I would say I can talk to them, but not in a crazy way. I'm talking no. to them. I talk to the bees. I'll I'll go and talk things. You know, you know. I'll 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 make I'll make a joke and say, hey, hello guys. And and sometimes <laughs> if he he tell you to f off because you shouldn't be there. You shouldn't open it. So yeah, I'm 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 still fascinated by them. It's it's from I think from from the way we honestly as a human being we wasted a lot of our uh, senses. We receive information is through those five senses, and obviously there is a sixth sense as well. But we have to ground Absolutely. ourselves in those five senses. And as you say, we don't use them very well at all. No, things alternated. No. I worry about the, the, not maybe the next generation, but the generation after that, where we used to be, we used to use senses, for example, we used to have a radio, we used to, we used to invoke those senses, listening to them and imagine things. Yes. Right? Like the, the old telephone, we, you know, we all used it. We can imagine the other person, you're almost trying to imagine what they're doing. They're sitting down and they're talking to you, how they look like. Your brain is always working, trying to imagine things. Now we lost that combination between the, the, the auditory and the visual because we're talking in videos. Yes. Right? Yes. We don't have, we, we, we don't have to use both at the same time. And that's, I think it's, it's going to make our generation or the next generation or whatever after that, it's kind of lazy in a way. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's the effect of it, but I don't think it's a good thing. A lot of um, communication is non-verbal. And as you say, when you're present with the bees, you have to be incredibly aware because of their antics and you don't speak bee language, but you're watching and being extra observant. But there's a lot of um, uh, communication in tone of voice um, is one huge, great, big thing. And today, even, you know, the written word, so far as text, is a lot of misinterpretation can be involved if you narrow things down too much. And we have, I think, the creativity, we've lost any form of creativity and a way of getting those imaginal cells um, sparked up and the curiosity. I think that is one big thing because everything is kind of spoon fed and you can get the answers and even what's going on around in the world at the moment, you know, people are, there's a lot of people who are kind of following and doing what's expected without being curious about various different avenues, but we won't go down that avenue because we're talking bees and the beauty of bees. But yeah, yeah. You mentioned about the six, you mentioned about the sixth sense. Yeah. And this is the bees. This, this is what I said. Uh, it reminded me probably of our ancestors in terms of the caveman. I believe it still exists in the Amazonians and yes. still exists probably Aborigines and even in the Maoris here. Yeah. Uh, in this sense, in this, I'll, I'll tell you how the connection between the bees and what I'm trying to say in a minute. But you know, when when our ancestors, or you can you can you have just read story and heard story. It's it's when you have a sibling or someone connected to you emotionally or through blood or something. If they are out in a war and if something happened to them, you sense them yeah. through space and time. Yeah. 
And we lost that. We, we, we completely, as a modern human, we lost that. And I think that some culture, some cultural uh, cultures still got it. Yeah. Because they're not, they, 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 they are not influenced by the technology and, you know, and that comes with it. Yeah. And especially when it comes to the Amazonians. So what I noticed with the bees, which is really fascinating, I don't know what, if it's a, uh, if it's something as a sixth sense or something completely different, it's the moment it, when I used to look to the in front of the hive before I open it. I don't smoke the bees for many for other reasons. I only usually smoke for particular reasons. But I open the hive calmly, and the moment I open the hive in front of the hive, just few bees doing that bee jobs, you know, going around, bringing pollen, bringing honey, coming out and out like a normal, you know, Piccadilly Junction going in and out. The moment you open the hive and I'm standing there, honestly, it becomes like a beeline. Within a minute, you will see like bees coming back from the wild back to the hive. It's almost like they sensed someone opened the hive, their smell get transferred way back to them and they come back to protect the hive. Wow. You see them, a lot of bees coming out, coming back from the fields, back to the hive to make sure they are defended. Wow. And every, I even I even run experiments and every time it's true, like there's nothing. And then a minute later, you absolutely a lot of bees coming out. You see beelines of bees back to the hive. It's That's incredible. His expression, you know, making a beeline for something sort of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, there's, there's one thing as well with the bees, their sense of smell, is 10 times more than a dog. Wow. So he talk with uh, sending paramount a smell. So they can send it probably up to two to three kilometers away. Wow. They can send it, they, they can smell it. So this, the, the signal of distress, they can, they can basically send it, go with the wind, another bee in the field, straight away she got it. And the same bee that's probably halfway through, she would send it to another bee yeah. from half a distance. And the all back within a minute, five minutes, honestly, it's, you better close the hive. Otherwise, if one sting you, every, every single other bee will sting you in exactly the same place. They are like a boxers, you know, a really? boxer. They hit you in, yeah, they don't punch you hard, but a lot of hundred punches on the same spot can do a lot of damage. And this is how clever they are. They, wow. they, they, they sting you and then you find a lot of, uh, they smell it, they know the position. No matter where you move it, they would pick it up and they would go for it. Oh my And goodness. another one, another one, another one. Yeah. Did you learn the hard way? And it's, oh, you always learn the hard way. <laughs> always. That's the best way to learn. That's the best way to learn. That's the best way to learn. It's fascinating. It's, it's, it's an, they are incredible creatures to observe and learn. They can teach you a lot of other things about life, about even politics. I did leadership with bees, and honestly, it's fascinating. It just, it just, uh, you get these uh, managers and CEOs, and you know, and all of all of those titles. People love their titles, okay? Right. You got the, the you've got people the define their. Uh, identity with titles yeah and there are other 
there are other leaders that identify their identity with the benefits of having them. Like I can improve your life. I can make you, if I can sell you a home and I, I'm not a salesperson. I don't identify that, but I identify by helping you to find a better ways and so on. So there are two types of people doing things. You know, the people who identify, I'm a researcher, I'm a scientist, I'm a salesperson, or people that identify themselves as give the, 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 their values. Right. You know, what they're offering. Yeah. And, and you, you kind of see it. You kind of see it with those people coming in for those courses, and they all have those titles. But you probe deeper, and they have absolutely nothing in terms of values. But yeah. but that's not the point I'm talking about. I'm I'm talking about the point when you tell them uh, this is the the basically the leadership in a beehive, and what's behind it. There is the the queen, of course, and yeah. there are the bees, and there is there is there is no hierarchies. Yeah. Such there's no hierarchies. They know their jobs. Everybody does the job, like a marketing people, sales people, uh, wherever they do. Other people, people photocopying. It the bees the same. There are there are foragers, there are watches, there are uh, nursery bees, there are bees that look after the queen. So there are quite probably hundreds of jobs. That hundreds of jobs are. We as a, as, as, a, as a human, we created that for them. It's like we, to understand things, we need to put them into compartments. We need yes. to put them into yep. a different set of blocks. Otherwise, it's too complicated for us. Yep. This is what I liked about B. They are so holistic in, in, in their thinking of doing things. Yep. We as a human, we have to put things in block. It's like the, the expression of... Uh, think outside the box and I was thinking well I've heard, I've heard it a long time ago but when I first and I said what what's the box if you don't know what's what's your box how can you think be outside the box and why do you want to think have a box to think about or think <laughs> outside it what do you have to do there it's like people have to have a box to be able to think outside it yeah don't think just think just think. Don't think about inside. Doesn't matter if you think inside the box or outside the box. Just think. That's what we what we we don't do is thinking. And I think that's what we lost. Absolutely, it's concepts you know, and concepts and community basically. And whilst we may be inquisitive to see how it works, we can't understand how it works unless we compartmentalize it. <laughs> Excuse me. It's a bit, a um, bit like like the medical profession. You know, you have the the physical form, which is treated kind of like the mechanics of it, and you break it down into compartments. But actually, just like your beehive, it's um, it's a whole system. And just because it goes wrong in one place, it's connected to so many different parts and you have to look at the whole thing in order to see what's going wrong and see what feeds it so I mean talking productivity and things what although they teach us a huge amount of lessons what what do they because you create um take the honey from it as well which we um we for eating so that's good physically but also for the skin as well man the honestly I believe even their poo, 
if he can catch it, he will have some benefits in it. Right. The reason behind it is don't go anything. The just water, pollen, and nectar. Right. The, they, 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 they are so sensitive to smell. They won't go to anything rotten or it doesn't smell nice. If you sweat in and pass them, they will attack you. It's like go and have a shower. Honestly, they, I, I did some work out next to them thinking, oh, I'm just watching them. And, and the moment I start smell probably just probably two minutes into, into my workout, they came, hey, oh, just go away. Honestly, they were home and not me, like hitting me to go. Wow. And I had to run because, because they don't like any other smell. They get really, they, it rides them up. So they, they, they create honey, they create propolis. Like I said, they pollinate nearly 80% of what we eat. Yeah. Uh, and and be, uh, beeswax as well. Uh, their bee venom, you know, their poison, it's one of the most expensive. It's nearly 360,000 kg. Wow. That's, that's their bee venom, yeah. 80% of it they use for Botox and for cosmetics. Yeah. Excuse my what? ignorance, but if it's poisonous, how can it be good for creams and things? Oh, you basically, you do at the really a tiny, tiny, I'm talking not even a gram, a milligram of it. Uh, that, that completely changes. And then you'll have a raw jelly as well, which is, I, I probably wasn't because I don't like using the raw jelly, but a lot of people... Because I don't know, uh, there is a lot of health benefits. They've been yeah. listed. The, and the raw jelly is one of the most unethical products you can, you can ever have with bees. Just to give you an idea, what's a raw jelly? A raw jelly, it's produced by younger bees from 5 to 15 days old. Right. And usually it's given to the queen to feed in, it's like, to, to feed on. It's like a, a surrogate milk, if you can imagine. It's a white Hi. substance produced by the bees' glands to mainly as food for the queen and also the food for the babies when they are three days old uh, from an egg. It's like right. a food for them. It's like giving them uh, milk. When a bee egg hatches, it hatches into a raw jelly. That's her first food. And then they go into another diet, which is honey and bee pollen, while the queen she gets the whole incubation period, nearly 16 days in raw jelly. So the only way to collect the raw jelly is basically to create hundreds of thousands of queens, cells. The bees, they fill them up with the raw jelly. It's like a bath. She, she, she's born into a white substance, a luxurious substance, okay? Right. And that's what, gives, that's what makes her very different. Uh, uh, lives nearly five years and also uh, give an ovary to mate to basically produce uh, fertilized eggs. Uh, so what they do nine days into the incubation period of the of the queen, the, 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 it's like having an abortion. They cut them all off and then they suck that raw jelly out. Wow. So all 100,000, yes. And that's why I don't get over it. I, I can't, I can't, I can't wow. understand it. I've heard of royal jelly being like, you know, la creme de la creme for skin and, and all the rest of it. But a bit like um, feathers in a, 
in a goose duvet or um, duck duvet or something, yeah. you don't actually appreciate that the abuse no. uh, of, of the animal and, yeah, and nature and the whole process, it's phenomenal. That's amazing. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a foie gras. The, the feed, the force feed the goose, force feed them. And right. they don't, they basically put them in a small space to, 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 make their, to make their liver very fat. Wow. Yeah, it's basically a foie, it's liver. It's, 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 a, it's a liver patty. Wow. And, it's, and then they kill that and then you have this beautiful fat liver, they make it into patty and it's beautiful. Um, um, but I don't eat it now. I didn't know, I used to be addicted to it, but now I don't eat it because I knew how it is. Yeah, once you made. know, you can't unknow. And <laughs> no, no, no. And I think no, that no. for me, that is a purpose of the podcast is actually to educate people about nature and what we can learn from nature. And as you say, it's um, it's addictive because the more you know, you discover that actually the more the more there is to know. Uh, and I'm sure the your journey with the bees that you just continue learning. Man, what I discovered is nature doesn't need us. We need nature. Na we, nature sur would survive beautifully without it. In fact, we are in a way of nature to, yeah. to, 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 be, to be amazing. We, we, kind of, we can't survive without nature, but nature can survive without us. Yeah. So I have no idea why we're trying to manage nature. And you can't. Nature always gets its own back. Yeah. And I really believe the plague was one of them. Yes. Black death in, yep. in Europe wiped out nearly two thirds of the population of Europe. It took nearly, I don't know, 500 years to recover the population. But nature took all that time to recover back. And the same, we, we, we're talking about global warming. It's a fact. Okay. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of politics to it. Just the same, the moment the politics gets into it, it becomes like you have no idea which is, which, which is, which is a, a, a good news or fake news or whatever. You yeah. know, especially these days with, with the internet and, and people see, see, see things through one single porthole and yeah. they, they think they've seen everything. And uh, that's the danger. That's 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 really our. That's the danger of it. Uh, I how have we the same thing things. with the um with the oceans because I think the the ocean because we are seventy percent water and I think the the ocean uh, is seventy percent of the planet and there's a real reflection there when we're talking plastic, um, and what we are consuming. There is so much processed stuff as it's just reflecting to us what is going on and also about the mask that we're we're wearing and to realize how the ocean carry carries as you say carries on because it water change it transforms in so many different forms itself but there's there's lessons yeah. in in that in itself hey oh uh, look I really believe uh, an, an ice age happened because it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a lot of things in history we read because we didn't treat nature properly. It's respect. And you, you, 
Yeah, it's respect. And we need to go back to nature. You need to walk with nature. You need to make nature your best friend. In fact, the best, best friend, because without it, you won't exist. Nature will exist without you. Einstein said, look deep into nature and you'll find all the answers. And, you know, we still think you're talking earlier on about the hierarchy that as humans, we think that we're more superior and we can control things. Um, but ultimately, nature um, is having and will continue to have the last word. Always, always. Yeah. This is not the first civilization and the, it won't be the last. No. Know, from the Maya in South America to the Ethiopians in, in East in East of Africa, to to the Roman Empire, the Greek, the Persians, they all were in the heart. They all they all in fact gone down because they abused the nature. Yeah. And, uh, they abused nature one way or another. We have to take a much bigger picture, and actually, it's a bit like when when we consume anything, as you were saying, and like with the royal jelly example, it's actually to look at the impact it's it's having, the immediate impact it's having. And so I think it's more about enlightening a conscious awareness to people to stop and think about um, what they are consuming. Uh, and that way that we could look to our back door, look to nature, the seasons and everything to actually guide us and just be more mindful and use our senses as they were meant to be to help us make sense of stuff without being robotic so my point is uh how do you make those senses back because i think if in order for us to use a lot of our brain or engage a lot of our neurotransmitters firing up and trying to overcome the decline in our brain uh exercises and flexibilities and because this is exactly what's happening to us you know we have i think our brain is dying in honestly dying as a human being it's like we wake up and then we go to sleep no one if you ask them where is everybody looking if you have a job they all look forward to fridays yes they all yeah. hate mondays why would you wish yourself to friday be here on monday this yeah. is sad, absolutely yeah. sad. And I was one of them, honestly. Yeah. Uh, actually, actually, I was lucky enough. I wasn't one of them. I, I, I enjoyed, always enjoyed what I was doing. And I enjoyed even more now because I'm my own boss. <laughs> so I don't have to, uh, I don't have to worry about take a lot of bullshit from anybody else. Yeah. Uh, if there's anything that's going to change the world, it will be education. I wish I can redesign the whole curriculum and my curriculum will be based, in fact, from five years old until 10 for five years, based on every year you learn how to evolve and develop those senses back. Right. It will be one year is for a taste. All right. You taste. All right. Close your eyes. Do whatever amazing activities. Just the taste. Taste. Pick up something from the ground and taste it. Taste, don't know, the, the, taste and smell it. There's smell, a lot of people don't know. They should be able to smell people, all right? We should be able to smell people, to smell even their fear, to smell even their, if they're tired, if they're sick. We should be able to, we have the ability, I believe, we can smell the people without, we, we, we can diagnose people just by smelling them.
because we all have that faint smell we make when we're sick. Like the bees you were talking absolutely. earlier about. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. My curriculum, the first five years, if I really, if they really seriously want to change it, I will take the primary school and flip it over. No more this writing bullshit and counting and that, that can wait because the, the moment you start smelling your senses, your brain, it's growing and it's growing with those senses. Yeah. The touching, uh, you create an image just by listening, right? Just by listening no visual just create an image in your mind you know this is why the radio was so successful because and people used to tell stories yeah and people used to go to sleep with the stories and i used to you know the arches in in, in yeah, radio yeah, phone in the uk in i used to absolutely love it yeah I, it's got nothing to do because the stories is amazing it's just like i like it it's yeah. completely takes you back and your brain just like fires up left and right and center. Is there a particular book or person who has influ really influenced you and how? I, I read a lot and there is, when you ask me that question, there's one, it's actually, it's, it's a recent book. I don't know when, I came across it just 10 years ago. I think mm -hmm. 10 years ago. It's, a, it's called, uh, it's thinking fast and slow. It's about two systems. It's like we we all have way of thinking, but there is like the fast, uh, you know, the in, uh, intuitive, the emotional. That's this fast because emotions are you don't. In fact, with emotion, you don't think. No, this is the one thing about emotions. comes after emotions. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And then there is obviously the more deliberate thinking, the slow thinking, but there is always, it's always the logical thinking. So yeah. those two systems, it's got everything in them. And, you know, the information we take in, it's about five or six in one go. If, yeah. you, if we use our brain 5%, 5%, uh, some can, you can take about safe, you know, can, can listen, they write, they talk, they walk. They can do a lot of things in, at once. Women mostly, men less so. We're not, we're not known for our multitasking things. Does music energize you at all? And if so, what kind? You wouldn't like my music. It's oh, really? really loud. I like music. I listen to music everywhere, a car, home. I can't do things without music. Right. And uh, I like a different music. I like foreign music. Uh, some I like change of melodies or even African music is amazing with oh, their yeah. very simple instruments. Keeps me going because I do a lot of workouts when I'm trying to think. Uh, if I'm if I'm thinking or writing, I have to have the headphones on or speakers loud. Right. Uh, I can't I can't do think. A lot of people want quiet to do that. I can't do that. I have to have uh, learn in the music. I'm the complete opposite. I'm the, yeah. I like yeah. quiet. Yes. Yeah. And But I love um, nature sounds. So do your bees like your music? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's a lot of people using sound of bees as uh, it's therapeutic. There is, in fact, in uh, Sweden, there is a clinic. They have like a bee therapy oh, where... Wow. They have beds, beds, bees underneath, and then the humming of the bees. People sit in there paying a lot of money. 
I wish I can do it here. It's it's so cheap. You've got a lot with a lot of beehives. You should do an experiment on your bees and play them some all the some different types of music <laughs> and see how they respond to it. Do you yeah. have a favorite inspirational quote at all? I have so many if I can remember one, but one thing I it's not really a saying, but it's something I go by. Right. If you don't if you don't if you don't ask, you're not gonna get right. right? Just ask. All right, what's the worst gonna happen? And another one you you get what you seek so isaac just to round off our fantabulous interview today if you could change one thing in the world what would it be and why that would be i think our educational system uh especially for the early age learning right uh, talking from a kindergarten to the primary school i think what's lacking in in my view it's not about how fast i can count 10 times 10 or five times 75, that will come. If, if, you, if you're not keen to learn, if you don't have that learning, a long life, wanting to learn something, you're not gonna learn it. And, and, and that's what we, we're not creating. How yeah. would you motivate a five years old to want to do, uh, a, a, I don't know, a timetable? It's like, yeah. no way. Yeah. What, what, what would modify them? Mine was like, if I can get a bike, I, I will be the first. I used to, I used to, I used to manipulate. All right, but my parents understood that. Understood that's parenting. I understood they manipulated me to do things, but I understood that power. So I remember when I was at school, I was always first, always first. Until one day, I was third. I have no idea why. My mom was fuming, and uh, I remember her saying, she said. No one can remember the first, uh, so, sorry, no one can, people always remember the first or the last one. They never remember the second or third. Right. And she made it like, who landed first in the moon? Okay, everybody knows that. Who landed the second? Nobody knows that. With third, or the last one maybe. And then as, as, as a naughty boy, I said, hey, I was always first. You never noticed me. Oh. So obviously I answered her and she slapped me in the face because I was cheeky. Oh. I was said, hey, I always was first. But I did promise, I said, look, when I wanted to be first, I, I never really, I'll go, to the, I'll go to the test. I'll answer those 20 questions. I'll answer from one to 17, never answer the last 17, 18, 19, uh, 19, 20. Always never wanted to be first because the expectation of it was high. So wow. I always maintain that level until, until I want like a bike, like, mom, can I have a bike? You have to be first. Okay, I'll go and answer all 20 questions. I thought I was clever. They knew that, they knew that. It's like, who, who is clever enough to answer from multi 17? They never ever answer the last three questions. It's not like I didn't answer the first one or, and I kept three randomly i always answer one to 17 never the last three wow i said oh well, we knew that but we didn't want to say anything so that's fine so you wow. you you gain we gained and everybody's happy but that's and then he developed into like okay i can use that with them and they were using it with me and and it's gone like that back and forth and yeah so that's a great ending to it because you actually learned to manipulate the system to your own good and now 
um, divine. Everybody. That yeah. you, you are immersed in nature and nature is teaching you the greatest gifts on Earth Day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Lucky enough. Lucky Absolutely. enough. If you seek it, yeah. you get it. All right. Great. Thank, Thank you. you so much for Thank your time, you Isaac. Darling. You All take right. care. Bye. No worries. Yeah, you too. You too. Bye-bye. I'll be continuing the theme on how nature communicates with us in next week's episode when I'll be talking about the miracles of water with my guest Vida Austin, who is a water researcher and crystallographer. So until then, dig deep, open your mind to a world of possibilities, live life with a generous heart and take steps to minimise waste and maximise your own potential.